Welcome and thank you for joining us here for the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship of Boise, Idaho. Bread and water is what we need and what we have in Jesus Christ. He said, come to me and drink. He said, I am the bread of life. However we adorn our Christian faith, it rests in this most basic thing. Christ is all. Let's learn from him. Let's learn about him. Now here's our teacher, Joel Van Hoogen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 27 through 32, Paul is confronting the church in Corinth. They're not living with due consideration for one another. Their lack of consideration has created an abusive environment where even before the Lord's table, the communion table, that place where the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for our sins is commemorated in sacrament by the church, at that very time, in that place, they were getting drunk. As a result, Paul says that a number of them had become physically sick and even died prematurely. The real sin here, we're told, is that these individuals failed to consider or discern the body of Christ. At the table, they failed to weigh in heart and mind Christ's body that was surrendered up for their sins. But they also failed to consider that the church was an extension of Christ's body, and abusing one another, neglecting one another in the church, was in itself a failure to discern Christ's body. Sickness came because of that. Now, if instead we considered Christ in all of our service to one another, it would seem that the promised expectation would be health, divine strength to serve the Savior and His body. So, don't lose sight of Christ. Discern Him. Remember Him in everything. And by the way, if you look at this and you honestly know, you honestly know, I can't remember Jesus. I have no recollection of Him in my life. What it means is you've never, never, no matter what your faith is and what you intellectually believe and how much you're trying to somehow adjust your life to spiritual truths, it means you've never repented of your sin and asked Jesus to come and live and abide within you as Savior and Lord. But you can. You can. You can this hour. And then when you do... You'll come to this table where the bread represents his body and the cup represents his blood shed for you. And in that moment, you can remember Jesus for yourself. You can remember him and all that he's done for you. Your life of holy and wonderful remembrance, of memorializing Christ for who he is, will be granted to you. Well, here's another transition for us here. Just a moment. It's this, when we fail to remember Christ, to discern his life and his body set out for us, our lives fall into discord with Christ, and they fall into discord with those who claim a relationship with Christ. When we remember Jesus and his ways, his way with us, and how he changes us, and how he walks with us, we find that he works to change us in the way in which we walk with others. We remember Christ and how he walks with me and talks with me and lives with me and guides me. It affects the way I walk and I talk and I live with others. When I forget him, when I fail to discern him in all that he is to me, I fall into selfishness. I fall away from harmony with his life and with his will and he chastens me and he, he may even withhold from me health to draw me back to himself. So here's the third thing, looking at this discerning the Lord's body as he now lives as the head of the church. You fall off from Christ, you fall out from his people. 
You have the divisiveness that was in Corinth and the lack of consideration of one another that was there as well. In the very next chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you're going to discover that there's a way in which the church is being called to live, exercising their spiritual gifts as members of the what? The body of Christ. As members of the body of Christ. Just prior to this, you're being told the things that they're doing that are discordant and wrong. They're dishonoring the body of Christ because they're not living together in submission to Him as the body of Christ. Go through the New Testament. Over and over again, you'll find the idea, the concept, the motif. Christ is the head of the church and we are His body. You cannot discern Christ for yourself and His body given to you. And enter into that appreciation and understanding without understanding and beginning to understand that moment that he gives birth to you and you're born into and you're brought a part of community of which is the expression of his life here and now. Living and abiding within us by his Holy Spirit and we're joined together as his spiritual body here on the earth. And as we discern him and our way with him, we're to discern one another and our way among one another and with one another. Loving one another and caring with one another and we're not independent of one another. We're interconnected with one another and we live in complementing service to one another. And you should be highly skeptical of a person who claims a relationship with the Lord Jesus and lives outside of the people of God and community. Lives outside the church. Years ago, I remember as a young man, a guy said, me and Jesus, everything's right with me and Jesus. I just can't stand his church. I just can't stand Christians. Doesn't add up. Doesn't work that way. A reclusive Christian is a person who is an anomaly. He doesn't make sense. He's a living contradiction. He's not discerning the body of Jesus Christ. Not discerning the body Christ gave to him or the body by the Spirit Christ baptized him into, which is the church of Jesus Christ here. We're the body of Christ. Now as you discern one another, you serve one another and you care for one another. As you care for one another and watch over one another, you discern Christ's own life, his presence. What happened when Paul was persecuting the church? Paul is his Gentile name. Saul is his Hebrew name. He's on the way to Damascus to persecute Christians, to put them in jail and even to put some to death. The Lord Jesus meets Paul on that journey. A great light comes upon him when he's on his way to Damascus. And what does the Lord Jesus say to him? Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting the church or Christians, right? Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Why are you persecuting me? If I live rudely, unkindly, neglectful to the members of the body of Christ, who am I being rude and unkind and neglectful to? Them? I'm not discerning the body of Christ. When that happens, and that's my conduct, and it's not a conduct of service, of care and concern. Sometimes God chastises us physically. I'm going to take this as a lesson. If I want God's physical vitality and I want him to pour out his health upon me, I should live in giving myself to his body. I should live by his bodily strength and for his body, which he's given us. I have a passage of scripture I'll have you look at later. It's, he, it's in Matthew chapter 25. You can begin in verse 31 and you can read all the way to the bottom of it. A lot of people have taken this passage to talk about the fact that we need to be good to poor people and suffering people and that's true. I recommend that. But this is specifically speaking about the ministry that we're to give to those who are ministering to the body of Christ. 
And as a result of sacrificing and giving themselves to serve the body of Christ as they suffer and go through difficult times, it's the call upon us to care for them and come to them and minister to their needs. It's to share with them all things in common. And by the way, I think this message is we're to give our lives completely to serve God's family and God's body. And even if it depletes your wealth and your resources, if we all do it the right way, we're supposed to come in behind one another to care for one another and to provide our own resources, just like that early church did in Jerusalem. The Lord Jesus says there's coming a day in which he's going to separate the sheep from the goats. And I don't think that's a picture of a moment at which he's going to come and judge the world universally. The goats, in my mind, represent those who have been a part or included themselves in the people of faith, in the visible church, but they're not genuine followers of Jesus Christ. And he separates out those who claim to be a part of the church as goats and those who are sheep. And he speaks to his sheep and he says, Come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you. Before the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? Or when did we see you a stranger and come to you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And, and the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, 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 I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. You discerned my body. You saw where I was. You remembered me. You remembered Christ. You remembered his body, and you gave yourself. You gave yourself fully to the service of my body. I'll bless you. What are the lessons? Well... Let us give ourselves completely to Christ. Let us remember him, discern him, know him, and draw in upon him in all things. Let us commit ourselves to serving his visible body here on earth, to bless it and build it up and sustain it. And if we do, we may expect something as a result. We may expect the sustaining expression of his spiritual and physical health for a life of service and worship until he calls us to himself. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Lord, I want to praise you and I want to thank you. I want to thank you that even in physical weakness, you poured yourself into my body and you sustained my spirit to serve and bless our brothers that we met with in Bangalore, India this last week. I thank you did the same thing for Justin, raising him up and lifting him. And oh God, what a reward it was. I thank you, dear God, for this promise that as our days, so shall our strength be. We take this as true as long as the days you've given us are lived to serve and glorify you and to honor you. And our honest expectation, our earnest expectation is that you'll give us all we need up until that moment. We thank you and glorify you for that. Lord, may the church find its health in the saving work of Jesus Christ. May the church find its strength in the redeeming provision that he has made for us. May we use that strength to proclaim that message to others to bear with one another and bring to one another the mercy and grace that we found in Jesus Christ. 
We ask in Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to add one more story that I wanted to give as an illustration. I want to say this just as a way of honoring a man that I knew. A man by the name, so it's a little bonus here. His name was John Davis. John Davis was a cripple. He had polio. He came to Christ later in life. John Davis was at church every single Sunday. John Davis would say he would get up in the morning and his body was racked with pain. And every morning he would pray, Lord, just get me out of bed. Lord, just get me to church. And he'd come to church every Sunday. You know, after church, what he'd do? He'd find the young children of the church that had uh, maybe done well in Sunday school, memorizing their Bible verses or whatever it was. And he and his wife would pick a child out and they'd take them over to a little town, Covington, was that the name of the town? There was an ice cream place over there and a, and a burger place. And he'd take you there and he'd tell you, little kid, buy anything you want. You can have anything you want. Your eyes would be really big and you'd buy the biggest hamburger and you'd get the biggest milkshake. And you'd only eat a little bit of it, but he'd let you eat it and get it. Then he'd take you home to your parents, and then he'd go to the jail. And he'd spend the rest of the day on Sunday bringing the gospel to people at the jail. Health to his racked body to serve the Lord. That's God's promise. That's his provision. Lord, don't just make me feel better, because I don't like being sick. I like to feel good. Lord, give me health. Give me your strength so I might live for your body and for your sake. Thanks for listening to The Bread of Life, brought to you by the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho, and the International Missions Organization Church Partnership Evangelism. To learn more about our work abroad and how you can support the advance of the gospel through the equipping of believers in evangelism, discipleship, and church planting, go to cpeonline.org. Until the next time, God bless you.